This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Close-knit brotherhood like the mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Right now. Right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. We see the on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, you Let's see if mine works. Yours works. I don't hear myself. That's weird. I don't hear Woods. I don't hear myself. You hear me? Is anybody out there? Hello? Can you hear me? Well, uh, good morning. I guess I get to start the show then. Get your heads right. On a Thursday, throwback Thursday, it is um, it is cold outside. Should I just go home? No, you're good. Just uh, I mean, am I even on? I have no idea. I, I can't hear. I can't hear a darn thing. There. Oh, there it is. All right, a little bit. No, you got nothing. I don't right. hear Woods. I don't no. know why. Paul, I hear you. I hear you. Hi, Paul. It's well, Hello, Ben. Ben and Paul on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. It's an interesting way to find out that you've been cut from the show. Just yeah. you show up and you think you're good to go. And no, no, your microphone is simply non-functional on a Thursday morning. Very odd. Yeah, it is. Uh, maybe it froze <laughs> overnight. Is it possible? Did you put the antifreeze in your microphone before you were supposed to do that before you left yesterday? 
make sure it didn't uh, it didn't freeze over. No, we got nothing for you. Okay, well, just what we were looking for to start the uh, Thursday here. That's cool. No, we can't hear you. It's I know, I know you're you're very happy. You want to move there. over to the other? Well, mic. You know what? We are on YouTube now. Do you? How are you at charades? We did radio charades once. You can you just pantomime your portion of the show today. Yeah, there you go. I see what I I understand what that means. That's um, that's a fairly universal sim. But we don't really need that either. Thank you. That's all we've, we're getting from Woods today. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm your old pal Ben, and I'm joined by our executive producer Paul Rindle. Hey, good morning, Paulie. Good How morning. Good to see you. Uh, over there, in the in the hoodie, and non-verbally communicating with us this morning. <laughs> Is our other co-host Stephen Woods? Woodsy, uh, it's good to see you. I promise, but, I'm, we're not like pulling a prank on you right now. Hmm. You know that expression: "Children should be seen but not heard." Yes. That's you today. You're seen, but not heard this morning on Ben and Woods. Why is this happening? I never totally believed in that. It's just, I mean, what are you no, teaching no, your no, children no, 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 to do? This no. is the other mic next number five. Nothing. Let's just keep moving. Just why don't you keep moving around microphones until we find you? Uh, there nothing we go. looks cooler than this. This is like here we go. So this is my mic over here. This is so good. You've been oh, crossed. You're crossed up. All right. At least we can hear you now, which is better. All right. Just move the arm, one arm out of the way, and try, cross it. Cool with the thing other is, is it looks awesome. Microphone arm. This is a professional radio show. This is not Ooh. some amateur act here. We have backup microphones just in case of a scenario like this. Well, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I present to you Stephen Woods. Let's start that whole thing over. You want the music yeah, the and everything? Thing. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing. All right, here we go. Yeah, take, I can't, I can't get my head right if I, we don't do it normal. Take two. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. So good to be with you on a uh, clear, at least. At least it's clear. I can take a little chilly uh, if it's not pouring rain. I can take it. It wasn't a little chilly. It was extremely It was very chilly. chilly. Yeah, it was like in the 30s or... 33 when I woke up. 33. That's, that's Denver. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Good morning, everybody. It's uh, great to be here. Not sure what's going on with my mic. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure uh, if I know one thing about Odyssey, they'll get to the bottom of it and fix it in three to five years. So uh, look forward to that, Greg. Uh, I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Hey, good morning. What's, uh, no idea what's going on over there? No, everything looks. It looks normal? 
normal. There'd be no reason for anyone to futz with it because that was close. Uh, because, <laughs> I thought you just like, no, it's screw You know what I'm out. I was also very skeptical was, of what letters were coming out of the back half of the word futz a second ago. Jesus. <laughs> There's no reason for all anyone right. at all to futz with it at all. Because Tony Gwynn Jr. is not here. He's in Pioria right now uh, with the team. So he's usually on this mic. Coach isn't here. Braden's where Paul is. Ello sits where you are. Right. There's n- there's no reason that th- my mic should not work. I was the last guy to use it when we signed off yesterday at 10 a.m. So Adam might have been in here messing around with something. Maybe he's pranking me for all the times I've pranked him. Um, but hey, listen, you know, we, uh, we adapt and the show must go on. Uh, that's Ben Higgins. He's your friendly neighborhood sports anchor. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning, everybody. Uh, getting a little closer to the weekend. Not Ooh. quite there yet. So but... I'm, I'm looking at the chat on YouTube. You can follow along on YouTube and, and many of you do. It's actually, it's actually a little terrifying how many people sit and watch our YouTube stream for four hours. Like the same guys are in it all morning long. Uh, one guy says, "Nice hoodie, Woodsy. Did Hannah pick that out for you?" No, I pick out my own clothes. Uh, this I did go with this pink hoodie. Uh, it is one of my favorites. Very comfortable. The brand is called Roback. Um, they're massively comfortable, so that's not a paid endorsement. I don't know if it's pink. It's more of a like a salmon. salmon. Yeah. yeah, more of a salmon. Yeah, colored. it's a salmon color. Um, but yeah, so here is uh, some people saying, "Oh, come on, guys, it's nine here, you big babies." Listen. I lived in Chicago. I don't know where here is, by the way, <clears throat> but I lived in Chicago. I lived in Connecticut. I lived in, in you know Indiana. Legitimately, legitimately, three of the coldest places on the planet. And at the time, I would have walked outside in this, Ben, in shorts and a t-shirt, or at least a hoodie, because you get used to it. Been here thirteen years. You've been here your whole life, Paula. You've been here more than a decade. Mm-hmm. You lose it. It it goes away. You your ability to deal with the cold. It's like condition. You get conditioned. Remember how in Shawshank when Red had to ask his boss to go to the bathroom because right. he was so yes. used to fifty years going. Boss, can I have a bathroom, bathroom break, break boss. boss? You don't have to ask me when you have to take a leak, buddy. Just go. We're conditioned. We're Red. So you walk outside and it's forty one degrees, and I'm you're like, I shouldn't even go to work today. I mean, can I call in cold? Uh, I got a text from a dear friend of ours last night. You know, Christina um, Edelman. I married her and her husband. They just had their sweet little baby. She's That's such a doll. That's not what it sounds like. No, no, not a, poly- right. not a polygamist yes. or anything. But I, I, she's such a doll. <clears throat> so she texts me last night, and she says, Hey, I don't know if you, Ben, or Paul are playing any golf this week, but I'm off. I've got time. She loves to golf. She said, Can I jump in with you guys? And I said, Well... Number one, my folks are coming, so they get here today, so I'm out. I said, number two, it's really cold. <laughs> I said, I don't, I, don't, I don't play golf in the cold. And she goes, oh, come on, suck it up. And yeah. I go, no, no, I, there won't be any sucking up of any kind. When it comes to playing golf in the cold, I'm out. I just, there's no, it doesn't bring me any joy. It hurts my hands, my joints. It's cold, it's windy. And I'm it, fine in the 50s or even the like high 40s, <coughs> uh, you know, when it gets as cold as it was this morning. Without though. wind, though. Like, wind is the, the great equalizer. And it makes your golf game crappy, which mine is, you couldn't find a worse game right now than mine. And it's cold and windy. That's like, 
there's just no, there's no way. So I told her, I go, I go, my dear, I would love to see you. I would love to play with you, but I am softer than baby ass. When the elements affect the game that much. That much. It's like, not fun. Like the wind taking a small golf ball and just blowing it 40 yards. Yeah, when you already hit it 40 yards <laughs> off right. course. Now, guess what? Who is that? Who's having fun? Now, guess what? It's 80 <laughs> yards off course when you're playing God. in one of those. So uh, I told her, I, I, my parents are here, so it got me out of it. But I would have declined anyway because I have no interest. When it warms up a little bit, I'll get back into the game. But right now, man, no chance, uh, no chance at all. Uh, how's everybody doing? Everybody good? Hanging in? What? Yeah, what do we, what uh, do we man, got going? I, I bet the bullet yesterday, which I probably should have now done years and years ago. But uh, I went and did my TSA pre-check just so when I travel, I don't have to go through the security line anymore. Yep. I figured it was going to be a, a really nightmare of a process. But I found out I have a... Like the credit card I have, it's like a perk. Like you go and you pay the fee. I think it was $78, but they said they'll credit it back to you. So essentially, I got it for free. So I made an appointment. I have a lot of questions about this. Yeah. Without the credit card, it, you said it's only 78 bucks. It's 78 bucks. I don't know why. I've always, I've always felt like it's this long, arduous process. It, it, I made a. And I only fly me, I don't know, once a year. Times a year. Maybe yeah, that's twice. why I didn't do it either. I, I, I'm you like, know, I don't know that it's I worth fly it. once a year, maybe twice at most, and it's like, well, I'll wait through the line. So I made an appointment. I, I filled in a couple of online questions. Very simple, nothing. You know, have you ever been convicted of a crime? Have you lived at your residence for five years? Yes, yes. Made an appointment, went into the Staples You've down been the street. Of a crime? I have not. You said yes, yes. So what happened? So <laughs> no, no, yes. yes, no, yes. So wait, they ask you if you've been convicted of a there's, crime. Well, there's there's just some check boxes and felony misdemeanors. Is it Woods specify? Would say, say check yes, but yeah, I think da, felon, da, 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 I think da, 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 they da. just they, they like a felony or do you have an outstanding? Warrant out for your arrest? Is there an indictment against you right now? There's a couple of legalese questions. You fill them out online. It's pretty nice to be Ben, and you can just check no on <laughs> everything. Like nothing. No, I've, I've never gotten a ticket. I've, I've never gotten no pulled checker. over speeding. Yeah, yeah lucky. Um, the staples down the street in Kearney Mesa was like five minutes away. You go inside. They're back of the store. There's like a like a little mini building inside the building with two little offices. I showed up. Guy walked out. What's, what's your appointment time? 1020. Higgins. Hey, right here. Come on in. Stand here. You know, ask one or two more questions. Nothing onerous. Took my picture. Took my thumbprints on an electric. I didn't even need to, like, get my hands all messy. It was all electronic. Fingerprints. And they said, you'll get a, a email in a week, and it'll give you your, your K-T-N your known traveler number, and all you have to do is uh, give that at security when you go through the airport, and you are good to go. Hannah's that got it. Hannah's got it, and and when we just left uh, Phoenix, Sky Harbor, last week after spring training, uh, she was able to take Bo through the TSA pre-check, and I had to wait in the line. And I want to say, <clears throat> we tried to get, so there's the TSA pre-check. There's another thing that she wanted me to get. Maybe. I've gotten pre-check randomly. Like when you have check you? in, they just they're like, you... hey, by the way, you have pre They PSA do that sometimes. They'll today. give you put it on your boarding pass. Yeah, a little that's check, cool. And, and it's I think the cool it... you you feel like you just won the water. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah, separate the lines a little bit, but yeah. So I had to go to the I had to go down to the border. I had to go to San Isidro and I had to go into the 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 office, the big giant office there, and I had to wait and wait and wait. Took a number. Guy called me I filled out the application. Guy called me back I was a deviant uh, in my, you know, teens and early 20s. Haven't been in any trouble in decades. Um, and I wrote down what I could remember, essentially. Like, yeah, I did this, and I had this charge, and I everything's fine. It's all off my record and everything. 
But I went in and filled it out and was like, all right, I waited. And the guy calls me back. And he, like, grills me, like, looks me in the eye, takes his glasses off, puts them down. He's like, why'd you lie? And I'm like, I didn't I didn't Ooh. lie. And he's like, well. You got I, the third degree. We had this and this. And I'm like, oh. I go, man, it's, you know, I don't carry my jacket around with me, you know, from Your when I was. Jackets. Yeah, my criminal <laughs> jacket. Sheets. I don't carry my rap. Hang on, let me get my rap sheet out. <laughs> and he de- they declined me. So I had to get in the car and call my wife at the time, and I think it was for our, our honeymoon. It was I don't think it was TSA pre-check, though. It was something else, like Real ID or Century something. Or Century or Global or, Entry. Global Entry. Yeah. That's what it was. Right. It was Global yeah. Entry. So that's different yeah. than TSA yeah. pre-check. All right, I think I can get the TSA. I think I can. It's a little less strict. Bro, it was one of the more terror. And I'm, I looked at him, I'm like, buddy. I w- why would I lie? Like I have, I just don't remember things that happened in 1999. Also, did a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, I was like, I, I don't remember. I, I, I honestly, I don't know what my dossier says at this point. I don't know what's on my record, what's off my record. So, uh, I got banged for that, and I'll probably never get a global entry. But I could get a TSA pre-check, and I travel enough to where it would be worthwhile. I, I feel like, given how easy it was yesterday, yeah. If you even have like one flight a year, yeah, it's worth I mean, it. I I literally was out there. I was out by the time my appointment was even supposed to start. I was like walking out out the store at ten twenty, which is when my appointment time was. I was like six minutes early, and I was done before I actually even got to my appointment time. So for my at least my experience was uh, was so easy, and I wish I had done it many many years ago, as opposed to waiting until now. So well, good for you. I'm glad you got that done. My parents will get here uh, today. And uh, excited to see them. Here comes the man. Hey, look at this. What'd you do to it? Du- double engineers do? on the way in. Why don't we take, <laughs> we'll take a time out here. We'll let, <laughs> we'll let the Brain Trust uh, figure out Woodsy's microphone situation. Oh, I'm in trouble. Come back. Should be a good show today. Uh, we've got uh, Stephanie Epstein wrote about the Padres for Sports Illustrated. Uh, big story. Uh, like all the national media covering this team now. It's just they're all jumping on to see what's going on and. Peoria, she will join us at 7.35. Uh, it's a Daily Diddy selection for listener Jim, who beat Woods at Take on Woods yesterday. So he'll get the pick coming up next, and uh, we'll get rolling here on a Thursday morning. Throwback Thursday with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. Let's get our first check of very cold traffic out there with Kelly Danick here on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You say, I only hear what I want to. So all the time So with the banger and i got my microphone back hey that's your real this is my real microphone, microphone. what responsiveness well by our odyssey engineering crew we well have my uh <laughs> four alarm fire in here during the break my plan uh, backfired and i got the the guys uh, in trouble i got the so you really just want something to complain about that's what you're going i mean for. I, if you're a broadcaster a working microphone is that's not something that would be you know out of the question of, of how, <laughs> if i show up to work I would think that it would, if if I'm a motorcycle cop and I get to work and they're like, "Hey, your bike's down." What am I? What am I doing? <laughs> is that complaining or is that? Hey, no, man, I'd I mean, like but, to come in and do my job. They came in, they got it fixed within five minutes. Yeah, they're, it was, they're uh, amazing. It wasn't anything we were doing wrong. No. There was a faulty processor. Uh, they came in, fixed it, and now you are ready to go. I mean, you couldn't possibly get better service than that. No, in any industry. But my plan backfired and i got the engineers in trouble yeah i love the engineers our boss was our boss boss was our big boss was listening he called them, adam's boss he called them immediately just go figure out why put that dude's whining about in there <laughs> <laughs> and then i go so i laughed he's like no you got us in trouble i'm like damn it i'm sorry so it's that get him out of trouble and tell 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 our big boss what a great job they, the engineering well, I mean, dude, crew just did it jr and mike yeah. are the backbone and lifeblood of this radio goats. station. They are the best. I've been working with JR since the day I started in radio, and he is the best, and uh, Mike is is amazing, and Bill is amazing, and I love all of them, and they got this all dialed in. It took them five minutes, so I apologize. And, uh, you know, this is probably where I get the Elton John uh, <clears throat> comparison from time to time. I, then again, Elton John goes on stage and his piano doesn't work. What's he? Gonna, what do you guys think he's going to do? I, I get it. But, is he just going to get up there and sing a cappella? Everything breaks down at some point. You're driving in your car. It doesn't mean your mechanic is terrible. If at some point... Goodbye, Norma G. If just it, singing by you know, himself. At some point, your, uh, your air conditioning stops working. It doesn't mean that your mechanic is a terrible mechanic. If they then fix it within 10 minutes... They're, he's brilliant. They're awesome. Yeah, they're brilliant. And that's what we just had here. We had an awesome response to a normal 
mechanical failure inside a studio that has a lot of electronic equipment that eventually is going to to break down at some point. So. Maybe it's maybe it got frozen or something. Who knows? That's what I said. Did you put Chilling. antifreeze in your <laughs> yeah. microphone last night like we were supposed to? I wasn't listening to you riff because of, I was you seething into it. If you can't hear yourself, out. you're not going to listen to anyone else. No, that, it's exactly right. How it works. Exactly right. Man, gosh. <laughs> Um, um, so sorry. Yeah. So I, I as I mentioned, we got uh, Stephanie Epstein coming on at seven thirty-five this morning. Not only is everyone writing about the Padres, but specifically, the really big topic in baseball has been Peter Seidler and his wallet, his wallet, his plan, his strategy, just whatever it is that he is doing that has upended seemingly the the economic realities of the sport of baseball that at least owners wanted everyone to believe for so many years that, yeah, small market teams, yeah, they can compete if they get really lucky, if they draft well and they develop their own talent and, you know, they spend a little bit of money to sign a couple of decent players and everything comes out right that for two or three years, a smaller market team can absolutely compete with the likes of the Yankees and the Dodgers and now Peter Seidler is saying, no, we're going we're gonna to do something different. We are going to keep major talent for extended periods of time with long contracts in a small market, and we think this is going to be a successful strategy for us. And people in baseball are losing their minds about it. They're they, losing they their minds. Lit- like, they can't, like that dude that used to work for Barstool, Jared Carabas. Every day, like he got his, uh, he got all bunched up yesterday because the Padres signed Ruggie Odor, which <laughs> probably cost them a nickel to to do, if, if anything, like minor uh, league deal, seventy five bucks, <laughs> and uh, put the name on the put Odor on the back of that jersey, and we're good to go. How are the Padres doing this? I don't understand. They're just signing people just to sign people, like bro, just. They're all all these guys are out there. But he's this, a Red Sox fan. John Henry could have signed Ruggie Odor. I promise you. I promise you he could have. John Henry could have signed anybody he wanted. He could have re-signed Xander Bogarts. Glad he didn't. He could sign anybody in baseball. Anybody. And what did you do? You went out and you got Justin Turner and you got a bunch of retreads. And that's on you. Like, don't be upset that Peter Seidler makes money then takes said money and puts it back into his product it sucks like it's it's weird how concerned They're the national so media concerned. seems to be but what's the alternative they're not talking about you because you're irrelevant right yeah i mean that's the I mean, this that's is kind the of the this is the price you know that you got to pay if you're going to be one of the top teams in baseball in the sport certainly interesting exciting well the 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 half paragraphs are already written for if it doesn't work, okay? They, believe you, they are saved in drafts. They are ready to be added to and fired off. It's this, if so, it doesn't some, work. Some people are hoping they are. Oh, then Peter Seidler ends up like homeless. Yeah, like he ends up in a homeless shelter, unhomed in, in San Diego because he spent too much money on his baseball team, and that's the only thing that will satisfy some of the critics. Of so the they'll San be Diego like, Potters "I told you, I told we you." We knew he couldn't afford it, and now here he is. You know, he had a billion dollars, and now he has no roof over his head. That's the only thing that's going to make some people happy. Like, happy. Point. They'll be happy yeah. about it if he's like, I'm destitute. <laughs> and they're like, I, I told you. Was that worth it, getting Rugio Odor in I pro- training? I promise I you, if, you. That is, if that happens, there will be 
hundreds of thousands of San Diegans more than willing to take Peter in and you his family. You can live at my house. You can live at any of our homes. 100%. At any point, Peter. I mean, I'm pushing work, but yeah, you, you can live with me. So I bring this up. I got, uh, I got a DM yesterday from... Uh, a guy I've known for a number of years named Will Carroll. He's yeah. an injury expert under the knife. Uh, he's got a newsletter yeah, as well. We've had him on. Yeah, we've had him on. Yeah, he's got a piece coming out today that that kind of explains why Peter is not is not just a baseball loving you know philanthropist who wants to give back to the community. Yes, he wants to win a championship in San Diego, but for the first time, it was it's really something that kind of explains why this could be economically. Successful. It's not just about selling out Petco Park. There's only so many tickets you can sell to a baseball season. Padres sold nearly three million last year, correct? Yeah. Like two two million nine hundred thousand something. They're going to sell more than that. Merchandise sale is going to go up, but there's a cat. There's only so many tickets you can sell. How is this going to work out economically? And it's uh, it's very it's a little complicated for me even. But uh, it talks <laughs> for about me even noted economists. <laughs> <laughs> It it talks about it talks about like in investment groups and kind of the future of baseball sure. and how you know the minority shares that are going to be sold in teams are going to you know people are going to like almost like they're a stock like it's embarrassing that this this is even a conversation an article yeah. that needs to be written though. these are smart people Peter Seidler is a very smart person who knows you know the value of his franchise how it's been going up how he can maximize and monetize all of that. He is not. He's not going to end up without without a place to live at the end of this. I promise you that. Promise you. The rent is very high in San Diego, Peter, and I'm sure you know that. So, uh, yeah, it's embarrassing that they have to be written. It's embarrassing they're forming special committees about it. Um, it's embarrassing that because of what the Padres are doing now, they want to put in a cap and a floor. And Tony Clark is when the Players Association. Leader Tony Clark is praising what the Padres are doing. When smart national media like Stephanie Abstein, like Joe Sheehan, uh, are praising what the Padres are doing, you know you're on the right track. When the normal, when the, I hate to call people out by name, but when the usual suspects are like, oh, this is bad news. I mean, we know who I'm talking about, right? Like, that's that's when you know you're in doing the right thing. When Speak, those guys call you out. Speaking of Joe Sheehan, uh, late in the show yesterday, had a really good conversation. He's got a newsletter, a very smart one on baseball, and uh, something we're going to want to follow and develop that relationship. So we're going to bring some of that back to you because uh, it was a really good, interesting conversation about that topic and spe- specifically, uh, you know, Peter Seidler and the moves that he's made and, and what's going on right now. So uh, we'll get to that coming up next as we get rolling here. It's Ben and Woods on a Thursday. Don't go anywhere on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fam.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This hour 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy. Visit 5HourEnergy.com. Remember college? 5-Hour Energy got you through. The energized feeling you relied on back then still works today. Rediscover 5-Hour Energy. It'll get you through again. Visit 5HourEnergy.com. Just don't drink like six or seven of them at at one time. Well, then that's 30-hour energy. Yeah, that would be... uh, I saw a story yesterday about uh, an athlete who uh, had too many energy drinks all at once Illinois college basketball player Matthew Mayer uh yes says he drank five monster energy drinks while playing video games on Sunday and had to miss a couple of days (laughs) of practice due to that you can be too zooted trust me you can be be too high off of energy drinks and I, mean, I had and one take like. me out once, so I can't even imagine what five you would had have done. A, like a half, yeah, of one. like a half of one Red Bull. Long you ago, you ended up on a stretcher. I did in in, in an, an ambulance. ambulance after a half. Thought of we were them. having some sort of like you know heart episode or incident. Yeah. You know the and then just collapsed. And oh, it reminds me of my friend that smoked marijuana the first time and had to go to the hospital. One little piece of a joint, and he had to be taken to be the careful. hospital. Yeah, you do. All right, we're going to check traffic. When we come back, uh, our conversation with Joe Sheehan, baseball newsletter writer, really smart guy. Great we really want to uh, foster this relationship during this baseball season. Really good stuff on the economics of what Peter Seidler doing with the Padres and much, much more that's coming up after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. All right, joining us right now on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, author of the Joe Sheehan newsletter covering Major League Baseball on a daily basis. And uh, I have not talked to Joe in a while. I met him uh, probably 20-plus years ago through our mutual friend, Craig Elston. Uh, Joe, it's good to have you on with Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. How you doing, man? Good man, long time no speak. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while, and uh, you, you've been writing about the Padres a lot more lately. As has well, as has every baseball yeah. writer. I yeah. mean, I grew up, and it was hard to find any national Padres coverage throughout my entire youth. No one cared about the Padres. Maybe the most afterthought of a team in Major League Baseball, but now uh, it seems like on a daily basis we're seeing uh, news stories, opinion pieces about the Padres, and uh, you're no different in your newsletter, uh, especially this last one. Well, they've made news. I mean, you go back to even 2015 when they hired A.J. Preller and he had that big winter where he traded for Matt Kemp and really tried to accelerate the process. I mean, the Padres have been what we'll call a relevant team now for close to a decade. And this latest cycle, you know, starting with the Manny Machado signing and on through uh, trading for Juan Soto and uh, trading for Hugh Darvish and now, of course, the Xander Bogart signing. I mean, they've tried. They've not said, oh, well, we're a small market. And to me, guys, I think it goes back a little bit 
to the transfer over to, to Peter Seidler has been a big part of it, but also being the only team in that city, I think gives them a unique position in baseball. They are the only baseball team that is the only major sports franchise in, in, in the city. I guess you rank San Diego sports franchise. I believe they have a soccer team, a lacrosse team, San Diego State basketball and football. But really, there's nothing in baseball like what the Padres have in San Diego. I think they're trying to take advantage of that. Yeah, it's smart business. I mean, it just it makes perfect sense. And the business of baseball is something, Joe, I've been following you for a while. I am a subscriber to your newsletter. It's fantastic. I recommend everybody go subscribe. Uh, well worth it, man. And, you know, the, the you, you talk a lot about the business of baseball. And it's so funny, man, to see, like, so much consternation about what Peter Seidler is doing across the country. You know, you've heard other owners name check him, you know, at this point with Dick uh, Monfort talking about, you know, what Seidler's doing and what Cohen's doing. But um, what is it? What are the implications of that? Because we're already hearing about special meetings and they're going to be, you know, diving into the business of baseball and how it's currently constructed. Yeah, there, there are two parallel conversations happening. One is that you have owners who are treating their team like the, a, a toy, if you will. Um, that, that's a little too flippant. But it, this is the way I think a baseball team should be run. A baseball team isn't a business. A baseball team is the thing you buy after you've made all of your money in your primary business. The idea that a baseball team has to make you know, 2% a year, you know, has, to make, has to be in the black, is silly for a couple reasons. One, because, like I say, that's not the purpose of a team. The purpose of a team is to win championships. The second is that all of the value in having a team comes when you sell it. It accumulates value. You look at the franchise values, they're steadily going up. The next time a, 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 somebody buys a baseball team and doesn't make money on the sale, then you can call me. But it hasn't happened in, <laughs> I don't even, 35, 40 years. I mean, you, you really got to go back to almost what amounts to prehistory in baseball business at this point. So if you buy a baseball team, I really don't want to hear about, oh, you know, the players cost so much. If you can afford the team, you can afford the players. So stop we got to stop talking about these rich guys like Bob Nutting and uh, uh, Bob Castellini. And, and Mark Atanasio in Milwaukee hasn't really been that guy. He's on out and he's tried really hard. But any of these guys who own a baseball team and complain, complain about their lot in life, I really don't want to hear it. If you're rich enough to buy a baseball team, stop feeling sorry for these guys. Talking to Joe Sheehan here on Ben and Woods this morning, would the casual fan be absolutely blown away by what a baseball owner like you know, Bob Nutting makes, uh, or or what the the Oriole, you know, the Angelos family. Would we be blown away by what they actually are able to pocket with revenue sharing, TV deals, and then you know, scrimping on free agency and and not paying their players, letting the the great ones walk? Certainly, at the low end, uh, if you look at teams like the Rays, the A's, the Pirates, um, this isn't 1993 anymore. We have a robust system of revenue sharing in Major League Baseball. The top end, the, the Yankees, the Dodgers are putting in about $70, $80 million a year into the kitty. At the bottom end, the, the Reds, the Pirates are collecting about that much. That's just in local revenue sharing. That's not the national TV money, which is about $65 million a year. That's before you sell a ticket or you cash in the big tickets. Remember, they sold um, BAMTEC, which was the spinoff from yeah. uh, Baseball Advanced Media for, what was it, $2 billion over a couple of years. So everybody collected about $60 million from that. I mean, that was just free money. The players didn't get a cut of that at all. So, yeah, I think that I think the reporting on this has gotten better. I think we, if you look at the last 15, 20 years, you look at the influence of places like baseball perspectives on this. I think the reporting on the finances of baseball is better, but a lot of it is intentionally opaque. 
the teams don't want you to know what the revenue sharing is. I'm kind of, you know, I'm giving you what we estimate the, the numbers to be. But I think if we had a published thing every year that showed that the Pirates get $60 million a year in revenue sharing, that would change the conversation. Yeah. So the fact that the, the, the finances of Major League Baseball are intentionally opaque helps the owners because they can just say whatever they want. Oh, we lost $150 million last year. And nobody ever says, prove it. Joe Sheehan of the Joe Sheehan Newsletter with us here on Ben and Woods. And, I, you know, I had a bone to pick with that revenue-sharing story uh, last week when it was reported that the Padres will be paying other teams because of revenue-sharing this year. They've they've pushed revenues so high in San Diego with ticket sales, anticipating near-sellout crowds for all their games, yet they've done it without a, a, a single-dollar increase in their local media revenues. Those are... Those are pretty fixed uh, a bit by your market size, Joe. And, yeah, the Pirates are never going to be equal with the Yankees when it comes to the dollars that they bring in before they've sold a single ticket each year. And I, I kind of understand uh, the, the purpose of sharing some revenue when it comes to evening out that money because the Yankees can't play games without having some opponents in smaller cities. So what, what do you see as the future in terms of, you know, how they can make that work? You can force, you know... Say, force the teams to spend some money, but players are opposed to a salary floor because they say it'll lead to a salary cap, and they don't want that. So how do you force smaller market teams to then spend that money that they're being given in revenue sharing? Um, well, the original rationale for local revenue sharing, which by its existence does lower the pay scale, um, was that the, these teams would spend it. But there was no mechanism. It was just, oh, just trust us. And one of the things we've seen over the last 15 years is that you can't. Uh, the, the owners will basically put, you know, spend, some owners will spend the minimum. This is an owner's problem. This isn't a baseball problem. This isn't a player's problem. This goes back to Bud Selig's commissionership, where he essentially, owners were picked by and large by their willingness to sign on to this idea that, hey, look, we're not going to go too fast. We're not going to compete too hard. We're going to have revenue sharing. We're going to try to get a payroll cap or significant payroll restrictions. We're all going to kind of be on the same team. So you have a class of owners that came in during Bud Selig's reign and now kind of buys into this idea that we're not going to run too far, go too fast. And it's largely an owner's problem because as we've seen, if you put owners in place that want to win, they want the next win more than they want the next dollar, it's not a problem. Steve, the Dodgers and Mets are interesting because both teams were tentpole franchises that were sold under duress. So MLB couldn't really pick and choose. They had to sell to you know, the next guy with, with a check. And in, in, in Dodgers' case, it was Guggenheim Partners. In the Mets' case, it was Steve Cohen. In the Padres' case, it was kind of an ownership transfer, as I understand it. Um, I, I can't forget the gentleman who was in charge beforehand. Ron Fowler and then was, Peter Seidler Fowler. came in, yeah. Right. So it wasn't a situation where there had to be this you know, a sale and approval. So you have situations where owners got hold of franchises either you know, without signing on to that thought process, without signing on to saying, hey, look, you know, we're not going to gonna, uh, spend too much money. So now you have this rump faction of owners um, yeah, uh, Fisher and excuse me, uh, Fowler, uh, John Fisher in, in uh, Oakland or Stu Sternberg in Tampa. And Tampa's complicated because they win. Like, how angry can you get a team that wins 95 <laughs> games in a year? But, you know, this, this stuff is not easy. And it's going to get more complicated because the, the second part of these, this committee that's going to happen is going to have to address the revenue, sh- excuse me, the, the revenue problems now in small markets. Because even 
a Pittsburgh or a St. Louis, or excuse me, or a Cincinnati or a Phoenix, they're still bringing in for 30, 40 million a year, even more, in uh, local media. That may be about to change. And we're now going to see an internecine battle between the large market owners who don't really have this problem. Yes, network is fine. SNY is fine. The Dodgers network is fine. And all of these Bally Sinclair teams that are about to lose their money, that's actually a real problem. And that could create a, a war among the owners over the next four years. That's so fascinating to me. Talking to Joe Sheehan here on Better Woods this morning. Last one for me, uh, Joe, then we'll go. Saw the, you, you sent a tweet last week or the, over the weekend, tapping out on all pitch clock conversations until June. I'm going to ask you to have one more, one more quick one uh, <laughs> with, uh, with us here on, on Ben and Woods. Um, the pitch clock, I, I, I said game one was like, it was, it was so speedy. It was so weird to see. Uh, I guess I might have gotten used to it over the last few days, but um, you're, you're kind of overarching thoughts on that. We're not going to know anything until June. Because we already know that that the pitch clock speeds up games where people don't care about the results. Look, I know it worked in the minor leagues, but you don't have a PCL fantasy team. You didn't make any bets on the Eastern League last year. You don't yeah. really you, – I couldn't ask you a single major, minor league score last year. Yeah, fair enough. The, the purpose of minor league baseball is skills development. I think there was a 4-2 nice to two game, Joe. I'm pretty sure. 3-1 yeah, to one, maybe <laughs> in yeah. there somewhere. <laughs> no, you know, I looked it up. There was no 4-2 game. Ah, dang. No, I want to know when games actually matter and people care about the results and it affects their fantasy team and their bets and all the other stuff that we care about in the majors, that's when we're going to see the rubber hit the road. And you know what? That doesn't happen in Florida in February. So I also want to see how pitchers react when the relievers are throwing three times in four days, when starters are having 30 pitch innings. None of this is going to happen in March. So as I say, I don't, I don't want to hear that it makes the games faster. It was always going to make the games faster. I want to know what the other effects are that are going to be the big issues here. So. Some uh, good stuff from Joe Sheehan uh, from yesterday. I like that at the end, though, and you know, it comes on the same day, headlines in, on ESPN about offense up. They say, hey, these rule changes are working, and you know, people say, is it the shift or – is it the faster, you know, the pitch clock that's causing offense to go up a little bit? Game times are down, offense is up. Though during spring training, that's what Major League Baseball is looking for. A little more offense, a little faster game time. So far, so good. Now, will it be the case during the regular season? Like Joe said, you can't really judge anything on a spring training game for the most part. Well, like I told you the other day, watching the White Sox game, um, they had the graphic up that the offense pretty much stays the same. It just did, and that was their sample. Uh, the game time, yeah, that, that that increased. I don't know, I don't know how much the offense is going to to. It's going to be fascinating, though. I like, mean, like small, Joe says in June to go back and look at it. Small sample size. Last year, through however many spring training games, two fifty nine average, ten point six runs. Now two seventy two, eleven point nine. I mean, a definite bump up. Okay. Now, there's a lot of factors that you can there's go into so many, that. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it more coming up in hour number two. We'll play a little real or fake. Chance to qualify someone for a getaway to Las Vegas. Uh, that is all coming up next with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 